Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools, and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello, it's me, Steph Granger, back in your ears for the next 15 to 20 minutes, you lucky, lucky things. So this week's topic comes from personal and from observations from clients that I've been working with recently or for the last few years, really. So let me tell you a little scenario. I had the pleasure to have my branding photography updated with the incredible Kika Mitchell photography, who I will tag in the show notes. And what I wanted from my photography this time round was I wanted it to really capture the essence of me. So I've played small in the last few years, typical branding photography, beautiful branding photography, but quite typical, I would say, of people that do similar work to me. And you may or may not have noticed, but I have been outing myself a little bit more on my socials, in my emails, about my witchiness, about my woo-ness. And it's been a part of me the whole time I've been self-employed, and that's been since 2010. I have always loved things that a lot of people don't understand. Tarot, oracle cards, crystals, just all of the stuff. I am heavily led by my intuition, which I believe is my guides talking to me, that guide me to support my clients in the way that they need me to. So yesterday, I had the pleasure of being photographed by Kika again, but we went for something very different. We drove to the beach. We went to Frinton-on-Sea late afternoon, early evening to capture the light as it goes down, as the sun goes down. And we brought all of the smorgasbord of my services into that photography, in a child, crystals. And I will just prefix here, I am no expert on crystals. Like I don't guide my clients as to what crystals to use. I just show that I use them in my work personally. And occasionally I gift them to my clients as well. We brought oracle cards into the photography. Inner child, little Steph is going to feature in this round of photos. Self-reflection, self-work, mirror work. Just, just, it was a really beautiful session. And I was in the sea because I love the sea. The sea energizes me. It's where I go. It's my place. It is just where I get so much knowledge and wisdom and just, yeah, I feel completely at home with my feet in the sand and the sound of the sea and my toes in the sea. And I just feel like that's my home. And one day there will be a home that I own with my husband by the sea. Maybe a holiday home, but it will be there nonetheless. So we took to the sea yesterday and in the middle of the shoot, I'm standing paddling in the sea and Kika's asking me to be like a child, basically. And there were people walking their dogs. There were people riding their horses. And I had a moment of, my God, what are people thinking of me right now? Like, I know I look like a bit of a tit. They must be thinking, what is she doing? What is that woman and that photographer doing on the beach? Now, 
that's all stuff that I'm assuming they're thinking. They may just have thought, wow, I wonder if that's someone famous being photographed or I wonder why she's being photographed, blah, blah, blah. But it's just interesting that this fear of what others may be thinking can hold us back. Now, I pushed through because this photography is really, really important to me. And actually standing in my power is really, really important to me at this stage in my life. So I wasn't going to let that voice that's telling me to get off the beach and go hide in a beach hut hold me back. But it led me on to think about a couple of clients that I've been working with recently. And, you know, this this is a reoccurring theme. It's not just these clients. I see this in women a lot. Now, again, I will just say this is women because I work with women and I am a woman. I don't know if this goes on for men, so I can't speak for men. So it may seem like I'm generalizing, but it's because I generally only work with women and I don't really have the opportunity to ask men if this is how they experience it other than the men in my household. And quite frankly, they think what I do is a little bit strange apart from my husband. But the fear of what others may think and how that holds us back has a massive impact on so many, so many of my clients, whether they're holding on to deep rooted secrets because of the fear, the shame, the guilt, or maybe they're holding on to just their own perception of how they should be as mothers that's preventing them, or as women, that's preventing them from living an aligned life. What will other people be thinking? The fear of what other people are assuming and thinking of them is holding them frozen in time, like they're just standing frozen in time. And it's painful to them and it evokes such emotion in them. And it's just so terribly sad to witness somebody frozen in their own guilt or shame or sadness or trauma and not speaking about it, not speaking and owning their truth. Now, I have quite a few women around me that are mothers and out of those mothers, a good 70% of them don't enjoy it. They struggle with it on a daily basis. They don't feel that maternity pull that we are all sold the story that we should be feeling. The story is, is we get pregnant and we're overjoyed. And for some, that's just not the case because it might be absolutely terrifying for them to be pregnant for medical reasons or because of past trauma. For others, they are happy. They are joyful. For some people, pregnancy can't be enjoyed because of previous loss. And the whole pregnancy is just absolutely terrifying. There are women that just don't experience pregnancy in the way that it's told to us. This magical time. I certainly did not bloom. This whole blooming and glowing. And actually, I looked like dog shit for nine to ten months. Because I went past my estimated due dates. Most of the two out of three babies. I didn't enjoy it. I couldn't sleep. I was uncomfortable and I was sick the entire time. So immediately you're kind of told, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you enjoying this? Pregnancy is supposed to be magical, blah, 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 blah. And then comes the birth and the birth can be different for every woman's experience. But it's that moment after birth of seeing your child for the first time. It's that moment that we're supposed to have this magical, we lock eyes with our baby and love at first sight, absolute joy. And for many of us, me included, it's a moment of sheer relief of, oh my goodness, thank goodness the baby's here, the baby's safe, are they breathing? Yes, they are. And then it's just utter exhaustion. For so many of us, it isn't that instant bond. That bond can take time. That bond can take weeks, 
days, months, even years in some cases. And none of that is wrong. None of it's wrong. It isn't wrong if you bond instantly and fall desperately in love and that's how you feel from the get-go. It isn't wrong if you don't have that magical feeling that we're shown on TV and all that stuff. That isn't wrong either. There's no wrong ways here to, to have this experience. But so many women that have been in my therapy space have felt such guilt for not having that moment. And they're not instantly bonding with their child. The way I say it to my clients is, yes, you've carried that child. Yes, you've nurtured that child in most cases. Not all. You know, there are adoption, there's fostering, there is surrogacy. So not everybody carries their child. That's a whole human that you've got to get to know. Like if I was to walk in a room now and meet somebody, I'm not going to instantly think, I really like you and I think I might love you for the rest of my life. I mean, I met Grange, there just wasn't, those, those thoughts weren't absolutely, were absolutely not there. Absolutely not. It was a case of, I quite like this. We've just been on a, on a nice dog walk. He seems like a really good guy. There wasn't that instant, oh my God, this is someone I'm going to spend the rest of my life with that did come. And that is how I feel now. And the same is for these tiny humans that we've just welcomed into our world. There's a stage of getting to know them. We're getting to know how they like to be fed, how they like to sleep and all of those things that humans do differently, but the same. And we are taking our time to get to know this little human and it's completely normal to not have that instant. You you know, the one thing that we all have in common when we don't have that initial kind of loving, fall in love, bonding moment is that we would still do anything for that little human. We would still do everything. We get up and we do all of the things that we need to do. But that exchange, that bonding exchange hasn't happened for everybody on the offset and so many women that I know that are in my circle that are in my therapy space hold on to so much guilt for not having that for some it's been a really traumatic birth where potentially they've disconnected themselves from that child because of the fear it could have been such a traumatic birth that they dissociated them from themselves completely from that event and worked to get themselves back to a place of acceptance of how that birth was and then gone on to almost create that new bond between their child and that child can be six months six years or anything you know you can still go back and revisit that birth and heal that process even if you've got no desire or inclination to have any more children you can heal and get to a place of acceptance with that experience which will enhance your relationship with that child but what we will do as humans is when that birth is traumatic and we think that that child may be endangered as well we almost dissociate we take ourselves out of our body and just separate ourselves and it's a self-protection mode I can't get too close I can't get too involved here something's going to happen so you know there could be traits about that child that they bond better with your partner and they don't with you again as a woman you can take that personally what am I doing wrong I see other mothers doing that and their child loves them for that why doesn't my child love them for this so we just carry so much stuff so much stuff and the fear of even vocalizing that I haven't bonded with my child I don't enjoy parenting. I love my job. I want to do my job. I want to continue doing that. Why is it not enough for me to be a stay-at-home mum? Or the reverse. Women also judge themselves because being a stay-at-home mum is enough for them. Why do I not want more than this? Why is this okay? There's so many levels of stuff that has impacted the woman that we are today and prevents us living in an aligned way. 
moving forwards in a way that feels right for us. And I've been there. I do everything that I do. I'm a therapist because therapy works because it is like the whole process of this branding photography that I experienced yesterday almost feels like the next layer has just been released for me of me now going right now I'm ready to step into the next phase of Steph and this is a visual representation of that but society or my conditioning or my experience has told me not to stand out not to do all those things and if you was listening to my episode the last one before uh no the one before last I give you some insights into my inner dialogue you hear my inner dialogue because I still have it And I think everyone's going to have it. There's still things that I'm working on for myself. And that came up for me again last night. Like, oh my God, you're dancing around on a beach. You look like a complete twat. People are looking at you. They're judging you. They're laughing at you. And it's this fear, this fear of other people's judgment, but also our own judgment. Like this judgment that we allow ourselves to impose on ourselves. I am, like I was just saying, I I didn't bond with my child. What's wrong with me? I couldn't actually breastfeed, what's wrong with me? I, blah, 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 what's wrong with me? I'm looking at other mothers around me, they're doing it so much better, what's wrong with me? When September came round and it was time for the boys to go back to school, I used to love that day. Like it felt like we've got to the end of the six-week holidays, we've all survived, everybody's still alive. Wow, I've done a good enough job here, thank God. And the day that they went back to school, I would sit in my house in silence and just think, oh my God. And then I would have other mothers around me at the school gates crying because their kids were going back to school. And I'd look around me and think, it's terrible that I'm I'm excited that my kids are going back to school. Is there something wrong with, what's wrong with me? That I'm excited that I'm finally going to have my space back. Rather than be able to be in that space and go, it's okay that I feel like this and it's okay that they feel like that. We're measuring ourselves constantly around other people and we are placing so much judgment on ourselves when we can get to a place of acceptance of all that we are because there are so many other ways that you show up in a strong, powerful way that is different to somebody else. And there is somebody else looking at you saying, I wish I was more like her. I guarantee it. And I might, well, I think I can hear some of you going there, no way. No one's judging themselves for me and wanting my life. There will be, if you are on social media, if you're standing talking to people, if you put images in places, there's somebody somewhere is going, I want to be more like her. And you're sitting in that guilt and that shame and that self-judgment going, I don't want to be me. I want to be her. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's a very interesting one. And just for today, I would love you to just sit in your own space and think about the ways in which you are so harshly judging yourself. Ways in which you are allowing that self-judgment to hold you back and stop you pushing forwards to do things that would really be beneficial or would light you up. What ways are you holding yourself back through the fear or self-judgment? Have a little think about that. Get curious about that just for today. And please do do come over and chat in the WhatsApp community if any of this has resonated with you. I'll put a link to that community in the show notes for you. I will also put Kika's link, who I've been talking a lot about today through the photography. I'm going to put that link in the show notes as well. But do come over. I'd love to have you there. See you next time. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, 
Let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear, and feel what you feel. And really notice what is bright in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.